So, JB, as you know, this has been a big week for the Alberts, um, Kyle excluded. Well, maybe he's had yeah. a big week. I don't know. But you've been, you've been uh, pretty Lindsay quiet. Bell and myself, we've had a big week, and I'll get to a lot of it. But um, I do want to uh, drop a little bit of interesting, um, something interesting about our city that maybe a lot of people didn't know. We weren't 100% sure about it. But as everyone knows, we're moving. And we had a bunch of stuff that we were clearing out that we just wanted to get rid of. We weren't taking to the new house. But so it starts piling and accumulating on our tree lawn in the front. And we're we don't want to leave it there. We're, our, our garbage day isn't until Monday. And so we feel really bad that the people buying our house, they, we close tomorrow. Like we don't want that just sitting there, this huge pile of nonsense. So, like, Lindsay, for example, all, what was. What were some of the things? Uh, we had an, um, an old bed frame, a uh -huh. um, like six foot tall bookcase, um, some old baby stuff, um, just bags of trash because the garbage can was overwhelmed. So it, it's a significant, and we can't just fit it in my car and take it somewhere. That's way too much. So we're like, we really don't know what we're supposed to do here. And Lindsay's like, I think I saw a commercial. I think we're supposed to call like 311. And I was like, okay. So we're driving in the car this is probably four o'clock on tuesday and she calls and she gets a hold of someone and she explains our situation and the lady asks for our address she goes okay and I'll, I'll talk to the sanitation department and we're like okay great and left it at that never heard anything back and i'll be completely honest i was not expecting anything like i just i just didn't i just thought well this might happen it might not i was i did not have high hopes well, lo and behold, the movers come on Wednesday, and we're out there kind of guiding, still going through some stuff. And all of a sudden, a garbage truck pulls up, and we're like, this is awesome. All right. So the guy, the garbage men start kind of going through it, and they take about like maybe six bags of trash and a handful of other things, and then they just drive away. And we're like, well, hold on. There's still a bed frame. There's still a bookshelf, like all this stuff. Not 30, 45 minutes later this huge truck comes in that has like a mechanical arm yeah. and this guy, and he's like, is this all the stuff that you need? And we're like, yeah, all that. And he's like, okay. And he just gets his, he gets like up on it. And he's running it. This thing was so cool. A crowd's gathering around our house on our street. Cause you know, our, our neighborhood, everyone's kind of in everyone's business and they're all friendly, but the movers are there. We're there. There's people sifting through our track. Like it's a whole thing. Um, but sure enough, uh, Lexington, less than 24 hours after we called, we're on our lawn picking up our stuff and they picked up every single thing that we had out there minus like a few boards or two. But, um, the funniest part about it is it was a single guy that was on this truck. He worked alone, I guess. And it was kind of full to begin with. So he took his crane thing and he mashed it down so he could make room. Yeah, but he refused to pick up or touch anything. He only used. Well, I don't think the they arm. can. Yeah, bed bugs and stuff. Well, okay. Well, what we were worried about is a lot of the stuff is right next to our the pod that we had, and so we were worried that this guy's going to run his arm through our pod, and yeah. then on the last day that we have it, but he didn't. So I started moving stuff over a little bit to make it easier for him, but he got probably about ninety-seven percent of everything we had out there. So. Uh, Kudos to the city of Lexington for uh, stepping up because we were very worried to leave half of our tree lawn with uh, trash for the new owners. So I thought you were going to uh, 
I thought you were going to have a good story that you put a Craigslist curb alert up and that you had like 50 people descend on your house oh, to no, go no. through this oh, stuff because that's what I would have done. We have, um, well, no longer, but we had a lady up the street. Um, she is a hoarder. Um, they have like an open garage kind of thing, like more of a, what do you call those? Like a carport. Like a, a carport. Exactly. Thank you. Um, which is just filled with stuff. And anyway, Lindsay was out there and she's probably, I would say in her early 60s, early to mid 60s. And she's got like a seven-year-old kid with her and Lindsay's talking to her and Lindsay, she walks away and she goes, well, I took my grandson. I forget. She didn't take him to lunch. She took him somewhere. And she's like, I took my grandson and I asked him if he wanted to go get ice cream after this. And he said, no, he wanted to go pick through the trash. And so that's what we're doing. We're picking through the trash. I'm like, ice cream or trash? The kid picks trash. I think yeah. we're starting the next wave of orders here, lady. And then they came and took about five or six things. We had some bags of mulch and potting soil on the side. They're like, are y'all leaving that too? And we're like, yeah. She's like, all right. And they come back with a wagon and they took it all. So needless to say, my Wednesday was a, a unique experience. Great. So what are you sipping on tonight? So again, as I'm moving out, I had to go through my beer fridge oh, yeah. and I found a few hidden gems in there. So I am drinking a uh, Death by Coconut Oscar Blues, uh, which is one of my favorite uh, beers of all time. I, I might have mentioned it in a previous episode, but if not, it's it's worth mentioning again. But it is a fantastic beer. It's one of my favorites. Um, so I'm enjoying that this evening. All right, Joe. Let's, Let's get, get to it. it. <laughs> we'll get it one of these days. Well, welcome back to the Let's Get To It podcast. It is, uh, we're recording this the night of Thursday, June 18th, 2020. Have a fun show, I think, uh, lined up for us. A special guest, our second uh, special guest that we're going to hear from a little bit later in this show. So it's been, uh, Joe, it's been kind of a a weird week. It's been uh, like really hot the last two weeks. It feels like summer's really here. I think it, a summer officially starts next week. Uh, it was Father's Day. So you're what, second no. Father's Day? or for, No, it's coming up. Father's Day is this oh, yeah. Sunday. Yeah. You're right. So, yeah, I'm not not yet, but it will be my second. Yes. Yes. Uh, what else has been going on? You're moving. So you're yeah, living well, with your not, right now. I am. Um, but I'll say I haven't really seen you that much lately. We just our schedules haven't aligned. We've had a lot with the housing houses and everything. But yeah, it's been kind of a whirlwind, which is odd because usually the first part of summer we are able to go down to Florida and we're kind of able to relax for a little bit. And this year, it's just been one thing after another. But I also guess having a 16-month-old uh, will do that, which is a two-man job because he is a wild man. He is everywhere, climbing on everything. He's running now, um, so that's awesome. Um, his climbing skills have increased, um, so he can now get up on coffee tables, most chairs. <laughs> um, so you really have to keep an eye on him. Um, you can no longer box him in um, unless you have the baby gates. He pushes chairs, pack and plays, foosball tables out of his way to get where he wants to go. So 
Yes, it has been a lot, but um, I was glad that you reached out this week to get another episode under our belt. So you did go to Florida after our last podcast. You, you have been to Florida. But we typically would go like after school's out. So with school being out a little bit earlier this year due to COVID and NTI, we were able to go a little bit earlier than we normally would have. Also because we wanted a little bit of time to get ready for the move and everything. Yeah. So yes, we have been to Florida, but our typical trip is usually the early part of June. Yeah, you were you were to Florida and back before I even really realized. Okay, you were I. Yeah, we did eleven hours door to door, um, on our way back from Orlando to Lexington. Included five stops, none longer than like seven minutes. Bo was a trooper. Uh, Lindsay rode in the back seat. I did the whole eleven hours myself, um, but it was good training for Michigan in a couple weeks. Well, I've really been focusing on my health and walking a lot. Yes, you have. Uh, we in competitions together. Either, either intentionally or unintentionally, uh, like close to five miles a day. So much so that I have, uh, I know this is probably a little embarrassing, but I have uh, a case of the Disney ankle rash right now. Are you familiar with that or the golfer's ankle rash? Yes, so, yes I am on really hot sweaty days if you're walking a lot like if you're golfing or at an amusement park you somehow get kind of this rash on your ankles I got it. yeah i got it the first time at the pga championship in st louis when i went because i was on the course every day for a week so that was kind of yeah. crazy um but yeah but it's it's allowed me and producer phil has been on some of them but uh just to be out and to get some exercise, but also to kind of cruise through downtown and check out the protests. I haven't actively been protesting, but just observing what's going on. It's been very interesting. <laughs> I've had 20 straight nights of protests in Lexington, 21, I guess, tonight. Um, they're beginning a little bit more aggressive. Some, some new things have come out. Uh, and I think there's some legitimate demands that some people are trying to make and it's hard government's hard it's hard to to make changes and things like that so hopefully they'll make some progress agreed all right well let's uh, get into our how we always start start the show with our win place and show and we've got some wins for this week and i'll go ahead and kick off i think one of ours might be pretty similar but um this one might be too but it seems like Finally, baseball has their act together. Like they could have had, they could be playing right now. They could be the only show in town, but they, it looks like the players union finally is agreeable that they're going to have a short season. Um, they're agreed to play with the prorated pay and we could be, I think started by the 4th of July, maybe. Is that right? No, um, not that soon. That was okay. the original target date, which made sense. Kind of a kickoff. Yeah. Uh, now it's pushed back. So I think about July 19th or so um, is the tentative start date. But yes, to your point, they have made a lot more progress. I saw the latest was 60 games, but I think the players want 70. Um, but yes, they're going to, the owners did agree to the full prorated salary, which was a sticking point. So yeah, I'm with you. I, they really dropped the ball here because they could have been playing very soon. And baseball needs as many fans as possible like they would have gained fans through this and they wouldn't have isolated lifelong fans um so 
I hope they get it together. But yeah, the latest I saw is like July 19th. Okay. And then uh, did you watch, did you or Connor, did any of you watch the golf tournament last weekend? Um, I did. Um, I didn't, I missed the, and I missed the playoff. Um, I had to run, but I saw most of Sunday or at least the last two hours of Sunday. Connor, did you watch it? Um, I did not. I saw uh, highlights the following day of the playoff, and and uh, what was it? Xander Shopley that was in contention that he had that huge lip out on seventeen, that bogey. So, but it was uh, quite interesting. Um, from the highlights I saw without fans and everything. Well, yeah, the first two to three days had such a star-studded leaderboard, and it was like, oh, this is going to be awesome because Rory's up there, Spieth was up there. Justin Thomas was up there, Xander Schlafer, and it was like, this is going to be great. And then other than Xander on Sunday, like it was kind of a bunch of no names down the stretch. And that's why part of the reason I didn't even care to finish the playoff because I was like, oh, I don't really care about either of these guys. And so I just kind of shut it down. And it's similar this week. They were playing again today at, um, what is it, Harbor? They're playing at Harbor Town. Harbor Harbor Town. What is that? It, Hilton Head or is that Myrtle Beach or Hilton somewhere Head. in there? Right? Yeah. Okay. They're it's in Hilton, Hilton Head. And it, has the, and it has the lighthouse like right by the course. Yeah. Um, but I was so watching Tiger, a bit today. The rumor no. was Tiger was maybe going to play. Did he Did he enter or not? Mm-hmm. He did no. not. Um, the deadline was Friday at like five last week and yeah. he opted to not play. But um, his yacht was in route to that direction, right? right? And all yeah. the speculation, yeah. But he's not playing. But the leaderboard – today or like i know it's only been one day a lot at seven and six under again it's a bunch of no-namers so i'm glad golf is back but they need some of these big names dustin johnson ricky fowler they need them to be up there to really capitalize on being the only game in town pun intended and uh, actually uh fun fact i don't know if you knew or not but uh daniel berger's girlfriend is actually from lexington so fun fact yeah, I can't remember. I think she went to like LCR and your clay, but sorry, side note on that. Late last night but, um, uh, on the Golf Channel, they were doing like one of those historical things, and they were talking about Payne Stewart winning his U.S. Open, uh, and then like he died within a year of that, which is ninety-five, ninety-five. No, it was ninety-nine or two thousand, I think. Oh, was that okay? Yeah, but he's uh, he's anyway. a he's a Phi Gamma Delta, so that was a neat thing to watch. Um, and then right after that, they had, they replayed like their golf channel stuff from the day before or the day that earlier that day, but all of the golfers were lamenting about how hard Harbor town is because it's Bermuda grass and how hard it is to hit and et cetera, et cetera. Well, the scores uh, today were pretty good. Six and seven under for the leaders. Yeah. And then they had um, Rory being very critical of the European players for not coming over, like not coming to the U S they have to quarantine for 14 days, but like, he's like, they're missing out on, on like so much golf here. Cause I don't think the European tour is playing either. I don't know, but like he was I'm being very sure. critical of the fellow European golfers for not coming to us and playing. So, yeah, I don't blame. Um, speaking of golf, I'll go to one of my wins for the last couple of weeks. Um, on, I guess, I don't think it was last week, maybe Thursday. I broke 90 for the first time, which maybe for a lot of people, that's not a huge thing. But for me, I typically only golf, I don't know, two to three times a year, if even that. Um, 
but this year I've played probably about seven or eight times already, and I've really kind of taken a liking to it more. I think everyone's always said the more you play, the more comfortable you get, and, I, and I've really seen that through. So I broke 90, but then Phil, producer Phil and I played on Monday, and things were a little back to normal for me. But <laughs> producer Phil, for his first round of the year, he shot 90 on Monday. Um, he had a really nice round, played well, never really got in uh, much trouble. Uh, but we had a nice a nice time, and he's off the next couple Mondays. So we might try to squeeze in a round or two um, when he is uh, healthy and able. Yes. <laughs> so, Jimmy, you have any other wins? I do, but why don't you go with yours? Uh, well, since we're on the topic of sports, um, just I know we just talked about golf and baseball, but sports are being back in the uh, U.K., a little bit of news with football. They moved their home opener from Saturday, September 5th to Thursday, September 3rd um, because of the Derby. So the Derby is going to be run on September 5th. And so they moved it up, which I think is a great sign to show that college football is probably going to be played unless something major happens or something, um, a, a major outbreak of COVID cases on a team or something. But it's looking good for college football this fall, which is uh, much needed by me. So just think of that weekend. You've got you you've got the home opening football game Thursday night. You have Oaks Friday, Derby Saturday, the Indianapolis 500 on Sunday, and then Labor Day on Monday. And then like my birthday. It'll be the next a hell of a time to be alive, JB. Yeah. yeah. If it all happens. Can't wait. We'll um, just celebrate your birthday all weekend long. Right. Um, well, my my second win plays off that. It was just the fact that UK announced, you know, a 200-page document this week, their reopening plan uh, just as a university. Um, it seems a little dated. Like, they're they're acting as if people are going to be wearing masks. Like, even in, like, dorms or fraternity houses, like, you're supposed to have a mask on outside of your room that you live in. Um so I can't imagine people walking across campus wearing masks, like maybe in your classroom, the same as the grocery store. I'm not sure. But I feel like Kyle, again, can speak to this more. But I feel like the public's mask wearing has gotten even worse over the last two weeks, which is kind of discouraging. But I don't know. I know as far as um, it's weird, because like, as far as like, Customers obviously can't do anything about that, and but like obviously as far as employees, you can. So we've had a lot of like customers who aren't even wearing masks themselves complain about our employees who are taking off their masks, which I found counterintuitive. But um, yes, yeah, so like I've had to like constantly tell a few of our employees, please put your mask back on because like I said, we've had so many customers complain. Some of those customers are wearing their own masks, some are not. Um, yeah, it's kind of iffy and stuff that um, like I said, some days we have a ton of customers with them on. Sometimes we don't, so it's it's when you can't really get a good gauge of the of the climate because it's never consistent. So I actually went to the I had to go to the doctor. I had a doctor's appointment today, and I thought it was pretty well. Obviously, it was pretty well orientated. Of they checked, took your temperature as you walked in. There weren't a lot of people in the waiting room, but then I had to go get my blood drawn, and there were a hundred people crammed into not a very big space. Uh, they're just waiting. And they said that that's been pretty much been like that since they re we were able to reopen. So we'll see what happens. 
Um, my last win is, uh, I think we'll cover it a little bit later, but restaurants are in the next week or so are gonna be able to open to 50%. I'm not sure how much that's gonna affect places. Um, I walk by Carson's all the time. They seem like, it seems pretty normal and full, like it always looks. Um, but we'll see if that if that opens some other things. And I think by the end of the month, maybe by before our next podcast, uh, bars will be open. So that will be good too. It will be very limited crowds, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, maybe our special guests today will have a little insight on this for us. So a little. I hope so. Hint I hope so. as to what's to come. Yeah. So, but Any yeah, more it's, for you, Joe? it's funny because we mentioned no, but I was just going to piggyback off on a couple of things you said, JB. It was interesting because we talked about me going down to Florida. Man, oh. it's like the wild, wild west down there. Yeah. Those people, like Lindsay and I, went into Publix, which I had to go get Publix subs, but mm. we had That's our so masks good. on and we were following, like, I mean, like 20 to 30% of the people had masks on. Not even all the workers did. Um, and any, that was pretty much standard anywhere we went. We, we didn't go a ton of places, but uh, my brother, brother-in-law, Brian, viewer, he took us to a couple breweries and they like some of the bartenders had on the masks and it just was, I mean, we talked about here already kind of tapering off Florida. They're no holds barred down there, man. They're ready I mean, we to don't go. even know. We don't even know if it ever started there for, for most of them. Yeah, um, that, that's true. So. I have a friend who works in New York city, but they're on, still on work from home. So he rented a condo in Sarasota on the beach. Uh, and he just can't, but like he went from New York where it's the worst, where everyone's wearing a mask it's shut down everywhere, yeah. to Florida where there's no compliance. <laughs> and so his mind is just kind of blown. Well, uh, and the stats yeah, are showing, I was, uh, I was, I was shocked as well. Kyle, go ahead. No, this, I was going to say the stats are showing. I saw the map the other day, which was color coordinated to increases, decreases in cases. And Florida was very much at the top of increases in cases because of all this. Yeah. Um, so you'd think they would have to try to make things stricter, noticing how many more cases that they're getting. But apparently there's nothing being done about it. So that's the most interesting part. I was surprised of that Alabama and Houston, what other team? Uh, when they reopened, started bringing their football players Texas. back. Uh, was it University of Texas? I think. Well, uh, you're right. Houston was, but I think Texas had like 17 today. Oh goodness, I haven't heard that. But yeah, so those. I just appreciate. I don't know. I don't know how Nebraska is doing it, but it seems like Kentucky had a very well thought out plan uh, that seems to be working That's well. Pitch part hard for you. Yeah. Uh, so happy about that. I'll see if I could find. Yeah, I thought it was tech. Maybe I misread or something, but I thought it was Texas had some a massive number um, of cases. But all right, Jimmy, let's move into our places. Great uh, for this week. Um, I'll go ahead and bat lead off because this kind of ties in what we're talking about. So Please. as we're mentioning things that are reopening, my pride and joy, Country Boys, finally reopened. Have you so been? I have been. Um, yeah, about three or four times in, <laughs> in 10 days. What's it like? We, we went, we, I'm sorry. What's it like? So it's interesting. Inside, there's only four of those barrel tables and they kind of okay. have them. 
half moon or horseshoed um, kind of a, a, over around the bar. You can't obviously go up to the bar, but then they have a ton of tables outside. We went on Tuesday um, and it was pretty crowded. And then the other times that we've been, never at night, but the other handful of times that we've been, it's easy to get a table, not necessarily always inside, um, but plenty of seating. Um, they're pretty attentive because uh, it's different for them in terms of where they're used to just serving you at the bar. So they've kind of got to come out behind the bar to come take your order yeah, to go get your beers. But a lot of the usual faces are, are back working. Um, but it's, it's been good. It was good to get back. I wish they had had more new beers and I wish they were doing a little bit more experimental stuff during uh, the quarantine, but I mean, it's still good to go there and get a shotgun wedding. Awesome. Yeah, I, I know that was, they reopened when you were in Florida and you said, I'll be there on Tuesday, which was like the day you yeah, got back. They opened right? Monday yeah. and then I was there Tuesday, yeah. Well, similar to that. Has also, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was, I was just say Bo's been three or four times since they since we've been back too. He goes, he goes with us and become a regular Climbing and stuff. No, he well, stays was, in a stroller. We just got to yeah. keep feeding him. Well, I was driving down Broadway the other day, like into downtown, and I noticed this this new thing on the right-hand side of the road near where rallies used to be across yes. from the Lexington Clinic. And so, uh, Pappies, pa mm -hmm. <laughs> how, would, how do you, would you say it? Is it Pappies? No, no, it's, I, think it's, uh, I think it's Poppies. Poppies, yeah. So they have, So it took me a while to figure it out, but they have the restaurant above Charlie Brown's. And so they've opened this second location on Broadway where rallies used to be with a drive-through and like a really cool like outside area. It looks really nice, uh, which is which is great because like that upstairs above Charlie Brown's just seems really dark and it's still decorated from the three restaurants to go. And so uh, this this looked pretty cool, I thought. Yeah, I saw it too. I drove by and then there was an article in the Herald Leader about it yesterday or today. But yeah, I, I, to your point, I like that they included this kind of makeshift patio with picnic tables and umbrellas. And but the, his whole premise, he said, was to to get it out fast. Like he wanted yeah. you to like order and then be able to get it, eat, and get on your way. Um, I guess kind of catering to the college student that wants just their food and go. Um, but I think, I mean, I don't know, but I mean, it can't hurt being over there. That's a, a pretty decent location. I'll give him a whirl. Yeah, and so that same article uh, had some other cool stuff in it too. So they've opened a sports bar at Malibu Jacks. Uh, so I don't know yes. if that took the BD Mongolian Grill place or if that's a totally different spot. I I don't know, but I, I I'm not sure. But yeah, it's called Jack something. Yeah, like Jack Sports. Play. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it looked really cool. It looked it looked the picture of it looked like what the gather what Gathering on Main looked like, like the same type of bar. And yeah, set like up a long, yeah, yeah. It looked interesting. It's just odd for me to find that in Malibu Jacks, but I'll be honest, I'm probably about two years away from that being my hangout anyway. So yeah. I'm glad they put in the bar before Bo was of age to start going to Malibu Jacks. I imagine that's what it's for for parents to do while their kids oh, are absolutely. doing that kind of stuff, right? Which is smart. I mean, that's that's a great business idea. Better to be there than at Chuck E. Cheese, right? <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese. Do you remember 
Do you remember Chuck E. Cheese used to be called something else? No. I think Showbiz Pizza, right? And then they had to, they changed the name for some reason. Or maybe they bought Showbiz Pizza. It was, it was always Chuck E. Cheese where we where we grew up. It was always I think I had my fifth or sixth birthday party at Chuck E. Cheese. All right. Well, let's look into that. So, um, yeah. Another article in the Herald Leader talked about like there's four new local coffee spots opening. Did you read that? Uh, so um, there's, I, I, I looked at it, but I didn't open it because I yeah. was like, I don't really. So there's one Go called ahead. Brood on Nicholasville Road in that new area, like where Jason's Deli is. Okay. So uh -huh. it's, it's already opened. And then there's two, uh, th these, this kind of confuses me. They're right on Leestown Road, um, like right where Forbes and Leestown Road combines. So there's two opening right there. One called Leestown Coffee House and Genesis Coffee House and Eatery. And then there's gotcha. the final that's, one is. That's an area of town I don't really ever get to. Right. And the final one is uh, Bravide, Bravada, Bravide. And that's going to be in the distillery district. Uh, and I think that newer oh, building. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was the one I the think one of our viewers building. was talking about. Yeah. So uh, probably not four places I'll go <laughs> because I don't live near any of those or travel there. Right. Um, but, you know, got to support the local businesses. I appreciate them opening and see what's happening. I know there's a new one down on Jefferson Street, too, that viewer James has been going to during the quarantine, um, close to the oh, Blue and Heron. And then there's the one on Harrodsburg, the human being. Yeah. Um, there's, oh, just, there's a lot popping the up. Bell parking, the one in the Taco Bell parking lot, is that what you're talking about? I thought, yeah, maybe. I thought it was yeah, there across the street. I don't know. It's real small. You can't go in. Yeah. It's like across from Big Boy. It's across from Fishes in like what used to be. Oh, yes, 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 yes. It is over there. Right. Yep. Um, Any more places for you? Um, no, I'm good. Cool. Well, let's roll into <laughs> shows. And uh, so I have one show, and so that's going to be – I don't like this at all. But the Belmont Stakes is going to be this weekend on Saturday at 542. Traditionally the third leg of the Triple Crown. It's going to be the first leg of the Triple Crown this year. And we've got this awkward July and August break before the Derby, and then the, Bel and then the um, Preakness will be in October. So it's way too spread out. And I'm mad, at, I'm mad that they're doing it this way. But it's going to be 5.42 on Saturday. And uh, right now, there is a huge leader. The chalk is huge. So tis the law is six to five odds. Uh, oh, wow. So the morning line favorite. Uh, jockey is Manny Franco. Trainer is Barclay Tag, which sounds like a great uh, lacrosse name. Um, and then uh, second in the morning line is Sol Volante, odds nine to two, so that's uh, four point five to one. Uh, jockey yeah, Luca uh, Pensini and trainer Patrick uh, Bicani. So I don't; those aren't familiar to me. Uh, so me we'll either. see. Uh, uh, that should be fun. Fun on Saturday to to kind of see something exciting like that. What time's your party? You know, I, there's no party. We'll do something, but no party, okay. I don't think. 
it kind of stuck up on me. I didn't even think about. I didn't no, even yeah. think about it. it. It did for me too. Well, and you also had Father's Day. Like Father's Day snuck up on me. Like <laughs> I, I don't. I don't really have time. I just. I just go by when I close on houses and when I have movers coming and when they're shutting off my gas. I don't know. Okay. Um, I got a couple shows. So JB, I've been blowing through. I've gone back and I'm watching The West Wing again. It is one of my really? all-time favorite shows. I love The West Wing. Um, I'm on season three, like episode six or seven. Um, probably watching one and a half episodes a day for the last couple weeks. Um, just a fantastic uh, um, ensemble cast on my all-time. And it holds up really well because it started over 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, but it really, I mean, other than their clothes, they're very dated and their hairstyles. But it holds up very well. Um, I really, really enjoy it. There's very few characters on there that I don't really care for, which is usually a sticking point for me in my shows. But uh, for any of our viewers out there who have never watched it, people think it's very political. I mean, they talk a lot of politics and a lot of it does go over my head, but it, it's bigger than that. It's deeper than that. It's, I, I love it. So, um, there's and one, then, uh, I think one, there's one episode now that, that is probably kind of appropriate. You maybe have got it to it, but it's where um, Donna, Donna and her parents, it's something about Donna and her parents, but like they didn't get a, they got attacked, they got money from the government. And it was like a, kind of like what we got now. Like a stipend? Received, like, you know, like money, stimulus, stimulus money. But then that was ultimately deducted from your future tax deduction. So when you got your tax deduction, you didn't get as much because they, they basically fronted you money, right? And she goes gotcha. into, yeah. it's like a big learning opportunity for her and Josh and ultimately the president of, you know, how tax, how the tax system works. I don't remember that episode specifically. I might not have gotten there. I mean, I've watched it a handful I think of times, it was but really early, to your point, well, the point is there's so many parallels to current, like, like a lot of these stories are still things that we're seeing. And a lot of these discussions they were having 20 something years ago, we're still having them today. So it's history still does repeat itself in a lot of ways. And I think that's maybe why I'm really enjoying it this time. I probably haven't really watched it in eight to 10 years. So being eight to 10 years older and a little more worldly, I guess, um, it's really resonating a lot. And I've, like I said, I've really enjoyed it. So if you're a viewer who's never seen it, um, it is, it streams on Netflix every season's there. So you can check that out. But before I'm able to watch West Wing each night, I have to wait for my lovely wife to fall asleep because she does not watch the West Wing. Wow. Um, so we have, we've been watching America's Got Talent. <laughs> now I will say this, this is something we've been doing since we've been together. It's just, kind of our guilty pleasure in the summertime it's getting to the point now where once you've seen one of these singers one of these magicians one of, like you've seen them all like it's I'm, I'm over it however something that was really interesting to me is how many of these acts are from anywhere other than america and then also all of the current judges are from a country other than america so you have Howie Mandel, who's from Canada. You have Heidi Klum, who's from Germany. 
you have Sofia Vergara, who is from Colombia, and you have Simon Cowell, who is from England. So it's America's Got Talent with judges not from America judging most of the acts who are not from America. So it's really like the world has talent and we just put it on in America. So that was my revelation last night while we were watching. And I got to give Lindsay credit because I, when I realized that I go, all of these judges are not from America. And do you know which countries they're from? And she named every single one where they were from. So wow. I was very impressed by that because I thought she was going to get hung up on Heidi Klum. Um, but she didn't. She knew she was from Germany. So uh, I did. I did chuckle the other night on Sunday. I was, we were, we were talking like, you know, what, what are you doing tonight? And you said, we just finished a movie about to watch America's Got Talent. And I, I was, was flabbergasted, but. It was quite the evening. She got mad because I wouldn't make popcorn, but what are you going to do? And now Mike, I only make stovetop popcorn. Let's be Was that your last night in your house? Sunday night? Uh, no, we our first night here was Tuesday night. It was supposed to be Wednesday, but we ended up taking down our beds and stuff to get everything yeah. ready for the movers. So uh, that was probably sun. Was it Sunday night? That was Sunday night. The night that yeah. you said that to me. Yep. Um, Any other shows? So, yeah, that's, no, that's what we've been watching. Um, but uh, summer's always been. I just usually in summer I'm used to watching baseball or golf or sports, and so. This is kind of a, a sad time for me. I guess that's why I'm motoring through the West Wing so much. Cool. All right. Well, that wraps up the segment. We're going to come back with New Circle. We have a special guest for Inside New Circle, and that's Sarah Cooley, who's the general manager of the Tin Roof here in Lexington. She's going to talk to us a little bit about reopening and uh, how business has been since in this post-COVID or current COVID era. And then for Outside New Circle, we're going to talk about our favorite summer songs and do our traditional six-packs. So we'll take a break, and we'll talk to you in a few. All right, welcome back, and we're going to kick off our new circle segment this week with uh, our a special guest, and I think only our, our, our second, second one ever. Yeah, our second yeah. guest on the podcast. So, uh, kind of neat territory, but we are uh, joined today by Sarah Cooley, who is the general manager of the Tin Roof in Lexington. Uh, Miss Cooley, as Stone Cold Willow calls you. <laughs> How are you? Oh, How are you tonight? I am good. How are you guys? Good. How did he, where did he come up with that name? I mean, that's obviously your name, but why did he start calling you that? No idea. It just, he said it a lot. And then <laughs> Matt Burnoff and Jordan English just ran with it. And now everybody, the entire staff calls me Miss Cooley. <laughs> so. Yes. That's, that's, that's such a Willow thing. Yes. <laughs> you never know what's going to come out of his mouth. Right. All right. So if people have listened to this podcast before, they know uh, I obviously am a big fan of the Lexington Roof uh, for a long time. Why don't you give us a little history of it? 
and how long you've worked there. So Tin Roof's been in Lexington since March of 2009, and I started there in January of 2011. I started going there like in 2009, right after right. it opened. Um, but so you were still in college yeah. then, right? Yes, I was. Um, and then I didn't start working there until right after I graduated. And I just started as a server and then bartended and then became the general manager. So I've been the general manager since 2013. So I've been doing it for a little while. Yeah, I only remember you as the big dog, Sarah. Like, I don't remember you waitressing or bartending. Like, I know you get behind the bar, but I really just remember you as just making sure everything's going well and just running around. And it's just, it's weird to think, but I guess it's been seven years. So that would make sense. Yeah. No, but I started... I want to say at the bottom, everybody's important, but I started as a server and just worked my way up. Yeah, that's good. So I was thinking, so um, basically is it you and Dwayne and Gio, like the longest term people there? Yeah, Giovanni and um, then Inhalace, who also works in the kitchen, they've been there since day one. Okay. And then Dwayne... He started at the door and then was head door guy. And now I'm yeah. but he was there before I was, I think he's, I want to say, I think he's going to be celebrating 10 years, like next month. I think we were just talking nice. about that. Yeah. So he's been there since 2010. Gotcha. I, I, yeah, there's kind of two eras too. And people don't, I guess the young people don't realize that there's kind of the Tim and Wes era who, opened it and then they right. left what after three years yeah and then and that's when you the new the but new that era. Was memorable. Three years. <laughs> yes the new regime yes yeah and then burnoff started right as they left too basically right yeah well burnoff started working like a couple months after me yep so he also served and then bartended and now it's the AGM. So I look, I look back. um, I think during the first year I went to the tin roof a couple times, like for lunch, but not very much at nighttime. Uh, But Mm -hmm. also you opened and they opened in 2009 and then the South Limestone was torn up for a year, basically. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I I remember that hard time for them. Like, just because obviously that had that definitely had to have hurt business. Yeah, because it opened and no one could get to it because it was just yeah. terrible. But this is this is somewhat embarrassing. I look back and I look back in my Facebook messages in in April of 2010. I sent Jordan English a Facebook message saying, "I heard your band play at Tin Roof last night. It was really good." <laughs> <laughs> you're the I, best can i get your autograph <laughs> i remember my friend jesse was having a bachelor party and like we took a big group of people there and it was just like the most fun night ever and i was like i'm coming back here every night and yeah pretty much did <laughs> and you did <laughs> yeah well that's what yeah. funny the, the first real memory i have of me going there was i just looked it up so i wasn't quite sure exactly when it was but it was october of 2010 
Joe Nichols played like on a random Tuesday at like noon. And I yeah. was in the College of Education and I walked and we had a break in between classes. We had our morning classes and our afternoon classes. And we went during a break and we walked up there. We were able to get a booth and he pl probably played for a little over an hour. He played an hour set just in the middle of the day. And it was just the most random thing. And similar to JB, I was like, this is awesome. This is a random Tuesday. I want to come back here like at night and just see what's going on here. But a lot of good concerts yeah. have come through there. Yeah, well, at the beginning, we got a lot of people like that Tim and Wes had that just they knew from Nashville and living there. So we'd get random acts that would come. Kelly Pickler? Like, yeah. Yes, Pickler. I mean, we had like, but well, um, we had a, like a deal with the 98.1 The Bull. So yes. they. Uh, would, Georgia Lion. Yeah, so, well, Florida Georgia Line actually came through our tin roof talent. Yeah. Out. But, and they, because they did like a little tin roof tour. But yeah. then, like, Little Big Town, they came when they were already yeah. big, and that was radio. But now we don't have that deal anymore. We saw Chuck. They have, yes. Yes. I'm trying to think. <laughs> and we had Gary Allen, too. Oh, wow. So, Sarah, obviously, with everything that's been going on, What's it's been? What's it been like at Tin Roof? Like, what's been the hardest thing, or uh, is it as close to normal as you think you're going to get for a while, or, or how are things going? Currently, inviting since we've yeah. reopened. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, yeah, let's go back up. You had to shut down. You can you completely shut down for what six weeks? Yeah. We did. Um, I think all of they ended up closing down all of the Tin Roofs. I think maybe one stayed open maybe for a little bit with to-go orders, but um, yeah, we completely shut down for, what was it, a month and a half, I think? Yeah, because we opened the first week of May. We opened back up with to-go orders on weekends. So, I mean, during the shutdown, obviously, we were still trying to like reach out to our customer base, all of our regulars, and we were doing like the the power hours with Jordan, which was a lot of fun. Um, and all of our regulars were amazing and like donating to the staff. And those that was really successful for just don't, being able to give out donations to all of the bartenders and servers and the kitchen staff that, I mean, this was their full-time jobs for a lot of them. Um, and then we had to lay off. But so then when we opened back up with uh, to-go orders, it was, that was, awesome to see everybody and i mean it was we were busy yeah. for those weekends so that was great um and then we were finally obviously what was it may 22nd that we were able to open with the 33 percent occupancy in the six fit spacing and everything it was a lot it was hard it's been like it's been stressful trying to keep up with all of the guidelines but we've been doing our best i think that we've done a good job of it yeah, so what's yeah, next? Yeah, for sure. In a couple of weeks, you get to expand a little bit more? Yeah, well, so this upcoming Monday, um, the 22nd of June, we're able to go to 50% occupancy, but that's really not going to change a lot for us unless they were to change the, like, the six feet spacing rules because we already have as many tables as we can get in there. And with with those guidelines so we won't really be able to increase our inside occupancy at all 
until we can add more tables. Gotcha. And it's been pretty busy, right? Like there's constantly a line when I stroll yes. by. Yes, I know. I haven't got to see you as much as I'd like, Davey. <laughs> Because there's always a freaky line. Um, but yeah, I mean, usually we open it for, we just opened today for lunch on Thursdays, but um, Monday through Wednesday, we open it for, and I mean, usually by six, there's people waiting outside. And then on the weekends, we even feed in the parking lot and then there's still people waiting. So it's been good. It's just, it's just an adjustment. Because not people coming up to you at the bar and ordering drinks. It's everybody's getting table service. So I get I get so annoyed not just at Tin Roof, but like the people who maybe it's gotten better, but like there's still people trying to come to the bar to order stuff, and like you're constantly telling them you can't come up here. Like we have to. Yeah. Oh, and then the night goes on. It's it gets worse. It's like it's always from eleven to twelve. Every, I mean, but it's what people are used to. So I understand yeah. completely. But they have had a few drinks and they come up to the bar and they're like, hey, I want this, this, and this. And obviously try to be nice. I'm like, okay, well, we'll bring it to your table. You got to go sit down. <laughs> you can't stand here. <laughs> and like we, know some of the, we know some of the other places aren't quite operating under those standards either, too. Yes. I mean, it is a gray area, I guess, a little bit. Some people feel comfortable doing it, but once you let one person do it, then you have 10 people standing at the bar waiting and just a slippery slope. <laughs> so when the, um, when the true bars get to open, what, a week after that? So does that change yeah. things or is it still the same for you all, you think? <sighs> or do we know? The only, I don't know yet. I've, checked for the guidelines I haven't seen them come out as of today um which I think it's usually about a week ahead of time so hopefully on Monday we'll know something um but I mean I think because th th at that time they're also going to be letting what it says like it switches over to like 50 people in a group can congregate so I don't know if they would I have no idea. I feel like the only thing that they might change is the social distancing distancing aspects like inside. And obviously if we're open as a bar, I would assume that they're going to let us serve at the bar. Yeah. But I don't know how that will pass eat. So we're just waiting. If you could just open all four of those big booths, that would be key. I know. That would be nice. Just to get those. I mean, even if you put extra last up, but I don't. I mean, I've seen other places that have plexiglasses which like between each booth, and they still are seating every other one. Yep. I feel, and at first they were seating everyone, and I think maybe somebody came in and said, "No, it still needs to be six feet." I guess we kind of skipped over to uh, Tin Roof coming, kind of corresponded with Cal becoming basketball coach. And so that was kind of a neat thing, like as basketball season really ramped up and into the tournament, uh, Tin Roof really takes off too. Yes. I mean, we really capitalized on, I mean, even pre-parking lot parties. Yeah. I mean, it was 
and I was serving. This is when it was Tim and West days. I mean, we were the place to be during the basketball games. But then once we started doing those parking lot parties, I feel like that those just stuck with everybody. Yeah. And everybody wanted to experience that, especially during tournament time. Yeah. Even Joe and I, before we were as, as good of friends as we are now, we both well, I was I was there for all of the 2012 games, but we both were there. We have a picture from the championship game at Tin Roof. Really? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> we're over that by was... the yeah, by by the wood bench along the wall by the entrance. JB and I are standing up on that, all excited, fired up. JB's got a sweet sweatband on. I do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why he wore a a Nike sweatband, but he did. Wait, on your head or like? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it was kind of drooping. I think it was that kind was, of drooping at some point. The tournament or won the national championship, right? That was the national remember, championship year. Yeah. So, because I remember we all had these sweatbands on our head too. It said like Miller Time and like. So. Maybe that's, I probably maybe that's why you did it, JB. I probably <laughs> stole it. <laughs> it was probably mine. No, I'm just kidding. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks for giving us some time tonight. And we're excited about you being open and continuing to get even more open and uh, maybe see you tomorrow night for power. Yes. I'm actually off. You have to come. Oh, you're off, but you're going to be there. I mean, yeah, probably. (laughs) That's usually what happens. (laughs) All right, Sarah, real quick before we let you go. Um, our next segment, we are going to be doing a six-pack of summer songs where we all kind of pick our favorite songs uh, during summer. So just give us your two to three favorite songs that you love on road trips or at the pool or the windows down in the summertime. Your handful of favorite summertime songs. Oh, gosh. Okay. So, well, currently, Tyler and I have been jamming to <laughs> – Rain on me, she makes me play over and over, and that's fun. The new right, Lady Gaga Ariana Grande yeah. song, um, and then a fa- like all time favorite is Pineapple Skies by Miguel. It's an upbeat, good song. If you haven't heard it, you should look it up. I have um, not, so we're 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 gonna compile a playlist, and we'll make sure oh, we put your songs on there. And I, I can't think of any other ones right now. No, those are two so good I, ones. So that's a good, <laughs> good start for us. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for your time tonight. We'll thanks, see you sir. soon. Bye. Thanks for having me. Bye, Miss Cooley. <laughs> Bye. Can't see the star's reflection. If you're lying down your head, when will you see that the night's not for TV? We are back with our uh, outside news circle segment. Uh, 
we again thank Sarah for our inside New Circle. It's great to have Miss Cooley as a special guest. <laughs> she started us off with a few songs already, but uh, the four of us are going to go around like we've been doing the snake draft. We're going to do a six pack of our favorite summer songs. Now, a little caveat, it doesn't have to be a necessarily a song about summer. It's just a song that you really enjoy listening to in summer, either on a road trip or at the ball game or at the pool or at a barbecue, whatever it is, but just a song that you like playing, listening to in the summertime. I know I have a huge list. And so JB and I, we've already talked about, we'll do our six pack. Um, and then we're also going to do like we've done, we'll put together a playlist for our listeners. So you can go ahead and download that. We'll get it up on Spotify, on Amazon Music, so that you can listen to the songs that we've talked about. If you have any songs that you would like to contribute that we don't mention that you think are great summertime songs, hit us up on social media at Let's Get To It Pod uh, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You can also email us at Let's Get To It Pod at gmail.com. So, boys, do we have an order that anyone wants to go in? Uh, anyone want to go first? I normally never do, so I'll, I'll, I'll go first. If yeah, I was going to say, I don't think I've ever gone first or last. I'm not sure. Oh, you've been on the hub before, I feel like. I don't remember, dude. It's days okay. run together and stuff. All right, whatever. I can go Joe, second. Joe, you go. All right. Joe, Connor, Kyle, JB. There we go. Um, easy. Done. Right. <laughs> and again, once obviously someone picks a song, no one else can pick it. Other songs by the artists are still available. Um, but um, JB, I'm going to go. <laughs> I don't know. This is probably... If it's not in your six pack, it's probably close. I'm going to go Alan Jackson, Chattahoochee. It's going to be my, my number one. Uh, I still crack up at when we have those memes or the T-shirts from uh, <laughs> shitty coolers with the hotter than a hoochie coochie. Um, so, uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm taking, I don't think there's a better summer song uh, than Alan Jackson, uh, uh, Chattahoochee. So that's my first pick. All right. Awesome. Awesome. First pick. All right. Well, I'm going to keep the summer theme going. So I'm going to go with Island in the Sun by Weezer. <laughs> nice. Love, love like that song. Variety. It's a great song. That's a gr it is a great song. Hip, hip. All right. I'm up now. Yep. Yes. All right. Um, I'm going to have to throw it back to probably eighth grade with uh, Summer Girls by LFO. Oh, Darn it, dude! That was really my next pick. That's a great pick. Oh man, great pick. I guess I should have been writing this down, uh, so I'll go back and get them. But uh, so I get two. So I'll I do Springsteen by Eric Church. Great one. And then I'll go. Uh, I think we needed to go classic. So we go California Girls by the Beach Boys. Okay, so, oh, JB. That's a great pick. I'm going to give you – this is something I was thinking about doing, so I'm going to let you do it. I'm just going to – can we just encompass all Beach Boys songs? Right, like, yeah. All, you can just get all the Beach Boys songs, JB, like Surfing USA, yeah. Kokomo. You, you just Wouldn't it be nice? I love the Beach Boys, and I yeah. think I might have – I know you know this, JB. I'm not sure if I've said it on the pod. Uh, but it's that time of year where we go up to Michigan yeah. with Lindsay's family. And one of the biggest bonding things that Lindsay's dad and I do together is we build, we do make puzzles. Um, but these are the 
wooden, really intricate ones from like the 1930s, 40s. Like they're old. They're awesome. And yeah. we sit there for hours doing puzzles together. And our favorite station that we listen to on Pandora is we do Pandora Beach Boys Station. And that's what we listen to together. It's a good compromise for our eras, our genres, what we both enjoy. So I love listening to the Beach Boys in the summertime. The, the, the original boy band. Right. Well, that and the Beatles, yeah. I think they were before the Beatles, though, weren't they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, Kyle. All right, All right, yeah, so JB actually just stole my, my two, um, although I wouldn't be nice instead of that one. Um, so I'm going to go with uh, What I Got by Sublime. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Big Sublime fan. Connie? All right, well, I'm going to take this one out early. I'm going to go with my boy Kid Rock all summer long. Yes, yes. <laughs> Banger, love Shout that. Shout out to that was, that was on. That was on. My, yeah, he was our uh, in between song. I had that on my list as well. All right, so I'm on the hub, so I'll take two. Um, I'm gonna go with a classic, uh, Brian Adams, "Summer of '69." Yeah, it's a epic, great summertime song, and I got a ton of country. So I'm gonna do one more rock or like older song. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I had one that I moved. I'm gonna go. I guess it's kind of country. I'm gonna go Margaritaville by Jimmy Buffett. Oh, it's a great. So I guess it's sort of country-ish, but I'm gonna go ahead and take that one. Uh, Jimmy Buffett. Side note: is getting inducted into the Grand Ole Opry in like the next two weeks. He's never performed or been inducted there, so. Pretty excited. Yeah. Yeah. I love so, that. All right, Connor. All right. Um, ooh, I'm going to go with Love Shack by the B-52s. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Kyle? All right. All right. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go uh, Brown Eyed Girl by Van Morrison. Ooh. Great one. Great summer song. Good stuff. Okay. So I'm going to take, these are two kind of opposites. So I'm going to take Old Town Road by Lil Nasa. (laughs) (laughs) I got the horses in the back. Yeah. (laughs) You got to have the Billy Ray Cyrus version, right? This other one requires a little bit more of an explanation, but. Okay. um, Okaboji, the lake that I grew up going to in the summertime has a a radio station and it's like typical small town radio it covers all of the local area sports programs and but they make a they make a joke off the universe of okaboji joke it's called campus radio and they have like this bumper that they play in between songs uh but it's it's an old 50 songs by the i think it's called the jammies but it's, it starts out like summertime, summertime, some, some, summertime, summertime, oh, yeah. summertime, some, some, summertime, some, some. And it's like summertime. a round. Yeah. 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 And then they go, okay, oh, 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 kaboji. But so, like when I think of summertime, <laughs> that's the song because you hear it just constantly all the time. So that's my uh, third pick, I guess. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, so then we are to Kyle. Kyle. 
All right. Um, I actually have a long list today, so I'm trying to figure out which one to go with next. I think we can go with uh, Boys of Summer by Don Henley. There you go. I, I knew that was going to be on your list. That's one. Of I was going to say, I, I prefer... I prefer the Atari version, but I know I know most people prefer the original, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stay with the original for the playlist aspect of this. There you go, Connie. All right, well, hopefully this is the explicit versions of songs, but I'm gonna go with "What's Poppin'" by Jack Harlow. There you go. <laughs> getting getting uh, he new on he, like current. He is uh, from Louisville. Fun yeah. fact. Yes, he is. And, uh, if you're not on if you're not on uh, TikTok, you may not be as familiar with it, but it's like the, one of the five top TikTok songs. I did not know that because I'm not on TikTok, <laughs> nor do I enjoy TikTok. So, <laughs> yeah, Jack right. was in my sleeper, my sleeper pick. <laughs> I'm gonna go with our boys, JB. There's about eight songs we could choose from them, but I'm gonna go with the classic uh, "Cruise" by Florida Georgia Line. Nice. Um, I do not want the Nelly remix. I want I just the boys uh, on, on my and song there. Yeah, I'm fine with Yeah. No, yeah. he's not on Cruise. Is he on Cruise? He's on a different isn't one. The, isn't that the Sean Hannity one? Same one? Uh, I'm not sure. Um, and then I'm torn between going... Uh, all right, I'm going to slow it down a little bit, but it's a classic song. I'm going to go Sitting on the Dock of the Bay by Otis Redding. Classic Great. song. Everyone loves it. It slows it down a little bit, but everyone knows the words. Love that song. All righty. Uh, I don't know if we've mentioned uh, my boy Jake Owen yet. No. I'm, be- I'm between two songs. I'm between two songs. Not I think Beach. Have to- don't I- pick Beach in. Uh, uh, Barefoot Blue Jean Night. <laughs> <laughs> Nice, Connor. I, I, that one's so much better than Beachin, in my opinion. See, I, um, I purposely did not put that on my list because I knew that somebody else was going to have it, so I didn't want to use up a pick on that if I knew all y'all were going to do it. So That actually made right? our other playlist, too. It did. I think Kyle it did. put it on there. Kyle, you're up. Great. All right, I'm trying to decide a genre here. Um, like I said, I actually have a good list. Um, I'm going to go Jack and Diane by John Mellencamp. Nice. Good pick. That's right. a really good pick. I've got two here. I'm going to go, again, an oldie moldy, but I'm going to go <laughs> under the boardwalk, out Down in the yeah. The yeah, Exactly. Boardwalk, boardwalk. Boardwalk. Ah. And yes, then uh, Summertime by DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. I had that on my list. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yes. That's a great song. Okay, Kyle. All right. Oh, man. I'm going to go with – I've been doing a lot of throwbacks. Let's throw it back to the 80s and go Club Tropicana by Wham. <laughs> okay. Interesting. I'll tell you what. You know the first song I'm going to skip on the playlist? <laughs> <laughs> well, I can, I can, I can re- if you want me to repick. I have a whole list. I can repick nope. then if you'd nope. like me to. No, nope. that's your pick, Connor. man. Nope. All right, I got. I'm between three country songs. Nice. You've got two have, picks left, right? No, I think oh, I only have one. This is my last one. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Island Song by Zach Brown Band. 
Nice. That's a good that's a good pick. I mean I had toes and knee deep as possible Zach Brown picks, but I like Island Song. I mean, he's got a bunch too. He's just a good summertime artist. No, for sure, for sure. All right, so I'm ending it. Um I'll pick my last song and then I want to share a quick story about one and then we can go around and just share a couple extras that we had. But I'll go. Um do you guys want me to go country or non-country? Just give us your best one. Uh, Redneck Yacht Club by Craig Morgan. Um, that, was, nice. that was one I was... That was, on, that was a mine, yeah. Uh, just a good summer song. It's ridiculous, but it's a good summer song. But one that I left off, and I know we all like this song, um, but it's a funny story. Um, so I had R. Kelly Ignition Remix on here. That's, <laughs> that's one which will still add it to the playlist, just not in my six pack. But it was between, I think it was between my sophomore and junior year of college or my, between my juniors and senior year. And I was working for Jumpstart, which is what got me interested in education. But one of my really good friends, she drove like when Ford Focus was first released, she had like one of the first Ford Focus cars and had the stupidest honk you'd ever heard it's like me 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 yeah <laughs> but we would listen to that song and we'd be driving down the street and i would i would honk her horn for, for uh ignition remix and so that was in the summer like i said when i was in college and i'll always remember doing that um so that's my uh i'm bring, i'm walking in with the six pack but i got my beer that's already open in the other hand that's my beer that's already open in the other hand but all right kyle yeah, you said you had a list. that's one oh, of those well, I was just gonna say that's one of those songs that like is we love, but it's it's kind of faux pas, like like a Michael Jackson right. song it's, or or right. can we could you put the Cosby Show on Nick at Night type thing? Like it's just kind of faux right. pas too. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't celebrate R. Kelly's yeah. entire catalog, but that song's always always a good one. But all right, Kyle, I know you had a long list. Toss out two or three others that you were between. Uh, yeah, so again, I listen to summer hits of the 90s all the time on Pandora. So um, things like Two Princess by the Spin Doctors, um, Run Around by Blues Traveler, mm. um, Semi Charmed Life by Third Eye Blind. Um, Good. All right, that's a three. No, no. three. So there's your three. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, took, I had some deep cuts, but I purposely <laughs> left them off and stuff. I was good and on things that well, people send, know. So. Send, a, send, a list, send a list to JB and I, and maybe we'll add a extended cut playlist. But uh, Connor, I know you had some. Next, what were some of yours? Um, I had well, all of mine were checked off. Actually, Red Deck Yacht Club was one of the ones I was choosing between before I picked um, Island Song. But uh, I got When the Sun Goes Down by Kenny Chesney. Yeah, yeah. And Kenny Chesney's got a bunch. When the Sun Goes Pure in Mexico. And then, any- yeah, and then my last one, which I just forgot the name of the song, uh, but it was When Sugar Ray was big. And I just, oh, yeah. I just want to link on a few of those. Yeah, Fly. Fly and what's that other one? There was another one that was pretty good too. Every morning. Remember, but yes. Yeah, my every morning. Yeah, every morning there's a halo hanging from. Okay, I'm gonna stop now. We're not JB, on America's Got Talent, Kyle. What are the ones that you have, yeah. JB? A couple more. Mold- Mine tended to be moldy oldies. Uh, so I like that. we need some more of those. Uh, Dancing in the streets, Dancing by oh, Martha yeah. and the Vandals. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, California Girls by Katy Perry. Not to be confused with California. Okay. Beach Boy song. Um. Vacation by the Go-Go's. Nice. Vacation, get away. Uh, so I think those are my, and then, uh, so then I just thought of, what's his name? He's like, I'm going to buy me a boat. 
Oh, uh, Chris oh Jansen? Yeah. Chris Jansen, yeah. Good one. Boom. Um, I also... Nope. Go ahead. No, oh, please. Uh, what was the song in the Caddyshack? I'm all right. Who sings that song? Um, Kenny Loggins. Yeah, yeah. I should have done that one too. So Dang it. Is, oh, well. is that Loggins and Messina or is it just Kenny Loggins? It's Kenny Loggins. I think it's just Kenny okay. Loggins. Um, a couple, or JB's talking about moldy oldies. couple moldy oldies, not as old as some of the ones he was talking about, but uh, <laughs> Leonard Skinner's Sweet Home Alabama. Yeah. Um, great song. Night Moves by Bob Seger is a great summer song. Um, and then a bunch of. Uh, Country songs that I had, Sunny in 75 by Joe Nichols, uh, That Summer, Garth Brooks, Pontoon, Little Big Town, Strawberry Wine by Dina Carter. Um, and then, JB, you'll appreciate these to our homage to baseball. Uh, Center Field by John Fogarty yep. and uh, Cheap Seats by, by, yep. by uh, Alabama. So um, I'll send you my list if you send me yours, and uh, we'll get our playlist, uh, our six-pack and our bonus songs. But – I like that one. I, I, I mean, I listen to these, and we're traveling up to Michigan here in a couple of weeks, and I will make sure that I put this playlist on for a good portion of the trip. So, shout always out, fun. Uh, shout out to you. Let me just uh, close this, close this, uh, close this out with a playlist story. So, I was down with, uh, I was down in Norris Lake last weekend with uh, the Hit family, and uh, one afternoon we were out on the, the dock swimming. And it was me and Jesse and Walker and Wilson in the, in the water. Yep. But we brought the, uh, the Bluetooth speaker, the, from the tailgate, the party down nice. to the docks yeah. and listen to music, but you can't get, you can't get streaming. You can't stream anything down there because of the bad right. service. So the one playlist I have downloaded on my phone is the Amazon music fall 2019 tailgate. Uh, playlist. Yeah. So thankfully, I had that because it was a lot of songs and it would it worked. But so we were in the water just like swimming, and then some people came down that like were weren't a part of us, but they were on the dock talking and stuff, and <laughs> and they were kind of older. And so then, uh, so like as that was all happening, like the DJ Khaled, Khaled song yeah, I'm on, the do yeah. came on, and I was like, you know. Like that's kind of explicit, and so I, I, I didn't baby. say anything. Yeah, but like when Jesse left, I was like, that was probably the wrong song to like randomly come up as those people were sitting on the dock trying to have a conversation. But nope, that's hey, got, I still got some uh, tailgate playlist 2017 and 2018. I'm not yeah, gonna, I'm guessing I'm gonna have to create one for 2020, but might just never get to use it at Commonwealth. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Elsewhere, so. All right, well, let's uh, take a break and we'll come back and wrap it up with our final segment. Welcome back to our final segment of our podcast for uh, these two weeks. It seems kind of like that's what our schedule is. But we start out with In, in Memoriam and uh, sad news around Lexington this week. Our Congressman Andy Barr's wife, Carol, uh, tragically passed away two days ago. Very young, 39, uh, mother of two, uh, not truly my neighbor, but just lives a couple blocks up the street from me. So 
It was sad, uh, kind of news kind of broke the other night that it had happened earlier earlier in the day, just re really surprising, no, no underlying health Very conditions, sudden. anything like that. So uh, very sad that a mother of two young daughters like that, uh, you know, just anytime like something like that happens, it's, it's sad. Yeah, and it was just so sudden and unexpected. Um, obviously, Andy's getting ready to run for his fifth term. Um, so I'm sure that's been put way on the back burner now with these two little girls that just lost their mom. Um, I have a, a few connections to the family. Yeah. Um, having taught his um, his niece, um, and then also, obviously, I've saw them around my, my in-laws. We've talked about Blanc's Idol Hour. I've seen them at uh, different brunches and different um, Mother's Day, Father's-type meals there. Uh, but one quick story is last or a year and a half ago when I went down for the uh, Citrus Bowl, um, I was fortunate enough, I've mentioned on the pod, to sit in a in a, a suite and we were right next to the UK suite with uh, Eli Capilouto and Kay Harris. and uh, But Andy and his wife, Carol, were there. And I was there with my brother-in-law, Brian, and he and Carol hit it off and they talked for I would say half the game, like two full wow. quarters. They sat there like, cause the way I the, the, yeah, the way that the suites work is there's like, just like kind of like you would think like a handrail in between no glass, no, like, so you can talk openly with the people in the suite next to you. And just because we, we were kind of guests and I think she didn't feel as comfortable. Like she was also kind of a guest in the UK suite. They just kind of ended up stuck in the row next to each other. It wasn't packed by any means, but they sat there and they chatted for, like I said, a good two quarters, just the two of them. Even when they like they would go and get a drink or something, they'd come back and they always kind of found each other. And so when you and I were texting about her passing, JB, I sent him a, a text too. And he was he was really sad to hear that as well because he's like, I remember that vividly. She was so nice, um, so um, put together, just very – easy to talk to and so just a very sad um a, a very sad situation for uh the bar family yep the other uh passing this this isn't nearly as relevant but uh bonnie pointer of the pointer sisters was 69 passed away on <laughs> june 8th yeah you, uh, you sent me that as well yeah uh really has been uh a somewhat slow month for celebrity deaths uh, so that's oh, really sure. all I, I have. I could find. You had another one for me. Uh, oh, well, we can kind of do these two. This isn't really in memoriam, but um, this was the other one that I was thinking of is JB and I, uh, we haven't really talked about this as much on the pod. We're both very big into some of our local um, news anchors. Uh, we just, we, we, we have our favorites and the ones that we enjoy. We follow on social media and um, so we've had um, two Some we disagree about uh, that. Correct. Yeah. We've had two that we both enjoy uh, that have uh, one has already left and one is leaving. But the first is Jill Sved, um, who is a fellow Billiken. Uh, so she moved on to the uh, booming metropolis of Albany, which I feel like that's a step down. But I guess maybe the time actually, slot. A bigger it's actually, market? I think I looked. Yeah, there are like five markets. It's not much, but it's like five markets up from Lexington. So, but she, I think she got a more preferable. I yeah, think she's, she's doing the like morning. the morning show. Yeah. 
where she had started here as the weekend and nights. And, um, but I always did enjoy her. She, she was kind of, I don't want to say homely because that just seems kind of insulting, but very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, Jim? Just very down to earth, <laughs> salt of the earth. She was from Pittsburgh, but anyway, we were both built big Jill Sved fans. Um, and then uh, just recently this week, you sent to me that uh, Kylan Mills, um, she is moving on. I was Where is she going? I don't remember if they've said. That hasn't said yet. Uh, so that means okay. like she has to finish her contract and then she'll be able to announce, I guess. But it, that's the gotcha. thing. Like, so when you start out in the news business, you usually have a three-year contract and then you move on to your next next spot. Right, so right. And you, you typically you try to up. move up. Right. Or they, you end they, up they in a market that you adore. Yeah. So, um, but I was just kind of surprised by her, but I think that's also closer to home for uh, Jill. So I don't know. Maybe that's why she did it. I don't know. Anyway, um, also in memoriam, JB, this will be the first year in probably, I would say, eight to 10 years that I'm not going to be able to visit a major league ballpark. Um, so as many of our viewers know, I am trying to hit all 30 ballparks. I've been to 22 of the current 30, and then I've also been to some that are now defunct. But um, I was planning on taking Bo to about three this year. We were going to go to Cincinnati, Toronto, um, and Cleveland, and we are not going to get to go to those this year, unfortunately. So hopefully I'll be able to continue my pursuit next year to get to my um, all 30 ballparks. And I have one more memorial, JB, unless you have something. Please go ahead. So I'm actually I'm actually going to get the group's input. And Connor, um, he will know what I'm talking about because we were actually together uh, the other day uh, during this. I'm speculating that the Fusion Brewery, I'm speculating that they might be going under, might be in memoriam to Fusion Brewing. Um, I do not have any insider news on this. Um, but they had posted a few things that said that they were open, that they're back. They had posted their hours on Facebook because I looked it up. And then we went, um, Lindsay's and I, and our anniversary was last week, and we went down to the distillery district after dinner. And we tried to go to Fusion, and it was 6 or I don't know, probably 7 o'clock, 7.30 on a Friday night, and they were not open. So that seemed a little unusual that since breweries are allowed to be open and they had posted that they were going to be reopened and they were closed. And we met Connor down there and he, he was like, let's go to fusion. And then we said, no, it's kind of closed. So Connor, what do you think? Do you think they're, what do you think? I don't know. Hopefully not. I mean, I thought that they had some pretty good beers. I like their stuff. I like their setup in there. It wasn't bad. Lindsay liked it more than I did. It was good because it's family friendly. They had the big garage doors, which was nice. But I have a Groupon for there. So I'm going to be a little <laughs> peeved that they close and I'm going to get to use my $8 Groupon. Like, what? Groupon so, is, uh, is always the uh, kiss of death. I think Jesse and Bart still have district taproom Groupons or living oh, socials that they didn't get to use that they're mad about. Well, that's also like our uh, Backstreet Boys concerts now moved to 2022. Yeah, which we also got on Groupon. So anyway, I don't know. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and put it out there. I think uh, Fusion is going too close. I'm gonna go on record. All right, so. on to a lighter note. Uh, birthdays today. Uh, 
Today, June 18th, Sir Paul McCartney is 78 years old. I was going to guess 78. Yeah. He still looks good. He does. And then the other great birthday today is Blake Shelton. How old do you think Blake Shelton is? 43. So you're just, just right on the button. 44. And I actually, uh, circa, well, I guess it was it was 14 years ago. I saw Blake Shelton perform at the Little Nashville Opry in Nashville, Indiana, RIP. It's not there anymore, but it was night of his 30th birthday. You bought your tickets on Groupon, didn't you? No, it was the night of his 30th birthday. He had, he had and, and his remake of Home, which, oh, which yeah. Yeah. Michael Buble also sings, I think had just right. come out. But he was, it was still pretty early. Like he had Old Red, uh, like he had a, uh austin yeah his he was still up and coming uh but relatively yeah. new and it was his third the night of they said it they announced it was his 30th birthday it's crazy that's cool i've never seen him he's someone i would enjoy seeing like i like probably 80 percent of his songs there's a handful that i don't love but i do like blake shelton he, the cool thing about him is that he's kind of like jimmy fallon like i think he we think that he we could be friends with him he's like so yeah I agree. Humble and down to earth, and Laid seems back. like you could. Yeah. Right. I agree with that. Did you have any notable things for today, Joe? Um, I I did. Uh, well, I'm going to backtrack just by a couple days because one of our viewers and our and our no no it's fine. Our tailgate buddy, uh, Lane celebrated her 30th birthday on yep. June 15th. So we would be remiss if we didn't mention her as a loyal viewer. Um, and like I said, a tailgate, um, friends, uh, I do have one rough year for poor lane. Her yes, it has. Was victim to Miss Rona and, and yes. turned 30. Yeah. And, but she yeah, was on I'm vacation for two weeks. Her head, so she'll be okay. Through. She'll pull through. Um, I did have one, um, uh, thing that happened today. Um, uh, in 1928, Amelia Earhart was the first woman to fly solo across the Atlantic Ocean. Um, the reason I bring that up is I don't I, I know people know or think they know about Amelia Earhart, but if you've never really read about her or looked like she is fascinating. Like and I don't know why there isn't better documentaries or a bio um biopic on her um because she is just incredible um a person. So my students do uh, biography projects every year and usually um, every year someone does pick her they've heard the name but they don't know a lot about and uh this year actually it got canceled because of COVID usually my kids dress up and they memorize their card and I was so excited about it for this year because one of my favorite students he had chosen Amelia Earhart so oh. he was going to be Amelia Earhart and I thought it was good but because because he didn't care he's like I don't care she's cool I like I want to learn about her and so I'll dress up as a pilot like I like and I thought it was awesome, um, and so I didn't get to see him present. He would have done a really good job. But if you've never read, seen, like Amelia Earhart's really, really fascinating. So that's what I have for today. Time out right there. Who, if if you if we made a a, a Netflix documentary about Amelia Earhart, Earhart, unlimited budget, who would play her in the uh, in the in the um michelle williams i i was gonna say ellen <laughs> okay 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, like Michelle Williams. Yeah, um, I could see maybe like um, Amy Adams because she's already kind of played the pilot in the uh, Night at the Museum movies, and she was pretty good there. Mm-hmm. I think she played Amelia Earhart, didn't she? I believe she did. Yeah. Um, like I said, I just feel like if you're gonna make it like a real biopic, like I just feel like Michelle Williams has kind of got the look, the sat, like that's that's who first came to mind for me. But I'll think on it. That's a, I like that. It's a good question. But don't you okay. think they should make a movie about her? No, they they yeah. definitely should. Also, kind of segue to what'd you say? She disappeared, right? Yeah, they have no idea what happened to her. That's part of the story, like. And then she was declared legally dead, and then, like, her husband, like, like not that he was in on it, like, that. I'm not saying that, but, like, he was much older, and then he didn't want to declare her dead because he was holding out hope, and, like, yeah, it's just, it's crazy. Kind of like Carol Baskins and her her husband. Oh, I know it's not. Oh. <laughs> I not compare Carol Baskins and Amelia Earhart, but. <laughs> okay, okay, so tomorrow, um, June 19th, uh, British Prime Minister Boris Johnson, one of the most famous COVID victims. I'll go 47. No, way older. 56. 55. Oh. But has was, the young. I mean, but has the young. Oh, uh, maybe that's maybe that's what I was girlfriend. thinking. Yeah. That's the only birthday I could find for tomorrow. Uh, okay, so happy anniversary tomorrow. Uh, we've already mentioned it to the Belmont Stakes. Uh, first run in 1867. Um, what since I didn't know this, and so the Derby was the last of the Triple Crown races to start. It didn't start until 1875, and that's when the Triple Crown began. Uh, but like you said, the Belmont's being um, held for the first time as the first race in the Triple Crown ever. Um, but it began in 1867. So what's that put it at? 153. My math right. Mm-hmm. But so, it makes sense. 153 years old. Because Maryland and New York were original states. Right. And Kentucky came along later. Uh, right. Yeah. That's all I had for them. I just have one thing for each day. Okay. And then on June 20th, uh, so we have a trio of birthdays, uh, all pretty close in age. So the first is of the aforementioned Beach Boys, Brian Wilson. How Ooh. old do you think he is? 80. Eight. No, not, not quite that old. 77. Uh, oh. You're right. He looks, if you watch him like on stage. He looks old always. Yeah, he's got, you know, he had those, some type of mental issues and he kind of has, a, his movement isn't all quite there, right? He's kind of robotic, I feel like. Yeah. Huh. Um, also, John Goodman. One of, you know, a real favorite actor. Uh, played some John memorable Goodman. roles. How old do you think he is? Um, 67. You're right on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Missouri, Missouri native. Um, and he's a guy that really fluctuates in his looks. Like in terms of his weight and like, but then his skin gets a little saggy at times and then he gets big again. And I've always liked John Goodman. What's your favorite John Goodman thing? Other than, I mean, Rose, he's probably the best in Roseanne. Arachnophobia. Uh, arachnophobia is really good. Uh, the Babe. Flintstones. Yeah. 
uh, John Goodman and, uh, and John Goodman and what I remember the most is like John Goodman and Lauren Michaels must be really tight because he has oh, yeah. like, the most Saturday Night Live guests yeah, he's up there hosting or appearances. Um, and he and during the '90s he was on every year. Yeah, he was on all the time. I yeah, I like John Goodman a lot. The I don't think he ever won the, um, an Emmy. I don't know. The final hmm. birthday for Saturday is Lionel Richie, which I think you've seen him in concert, right, Joe? All night long. Yeah, at the Yum Center. CeeLo Green opened for him. <laughs> 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 no, uh, actually, I think I've told this before, but Lionel Richie, overall, it wasn't like my, one of my favorite con- – just because he's not one of my favorite artists. However – he put on a spectacular show. It's probably about an hour and a half, and he was smart. He played all of his hits like through like his top five to seven songs. Like he played the whole thing, played a couple of his new songs just because that's what you got to do. And then he did like two or three mashups throughout the night where he'd play four or five songs that you knew some of it. Like, but instead of dragging it out for four or five minutes, he would play a minute and thirty seconds, and then he'd do like. And it was he he kept the audience into it. Um, yep. He was a really good performer. And that was probably about five that's, or six. It was right when Lindsay and I started dating. That's what Alan so Jackson about, did too. He played right. Yes. One verse of like his secondary his second tier of songs. Correct. Yeah. Right. Um, so I'll go Lionel Richie. I'll go seventy three. Nope, just seventy. Oh, he looks good too. So got that Jerry curl going. He's had some work. He did, yeah. Okay. Well, I know, but and I like Lionel Richie. Okay. Anyway, um, also on June twentieth, we talked about this in our last ep. Uh, the first summer blockbuster, Jaws, was released in nineteen seventy five. So it got me thinking, boys. We haven't done this in a while, but uh, what's your favorite, or what do you think is the best um, Steven Spielberg movie of all time? Directed once he's directed, because I know he's produced. Everything under the sun. But anyone have any, or I can go first. If... Well, I'm pretty sure mine is going to be yours with Jurassic Park. Well, that's my favorite. I love no. Jurassic. That's probably top five movie of all time for me. I think it's, and it still holds up for how old it's. Twenty seven years old. It's 1993. Yeah. Um, it still holds up. I think it's an awesome movie. But I think his best. What did you say, Jurassic Park? Saved, yeah, that's my favorite. And Kyle's He's been favorite. playing at the uh, – and viewer James went and saw it at the Kentucky Theater. And I would go see it there. Um, but I think probably his best is Saving Private Ryan. Um, it's really well done. Good story. Great actors. Great acting um, also. And then I feel like 80s and 90s was really Spielberg's time. Like I know he's done stuff current in the 2000s and 2010s, but 80s and 90s were – his best era. So Connor, Spielberg. Um, I don't know. I got a few different ones. Uh, probably my favorite one that he does is the Goonies, but I think that he, his... he didn't, he didn't direct, he didn't direct it. Oh, what says it on Google? We'll let, we'll let him. His executive producer. All right, fine. Well, and then catch me if you can. I'll got you on technical. Catch me if you can is a good movie. Yeah. Long, but it's a good movie. I was working with Tom Hanks. Um, JB, what about you? What's the catch me if you can is like, uh, if a mouse you know, falls DiCaprio. Yeah, if a mouse falls into a cup of cream, he just keeps moving until it becomes sour. What is it? What is it? No, until <laughs> oh, it becomes no. butter. Until it becomes butter. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 
Um, I would have to say, well, nostalgic <laughs> ET is probably going to be because that was like probably one of the first movies I saw. Um, and then obviously all the Indiana Jones movies. Yep. Um, and then, uh, oh, I don't know if I've ever actually seen this. I don't. I know I haven't seen it, uh, but it was a big Seinfeld joke too. But Schindler's List, because Jerry was making out with yeah. his girlfriend. During- yep. So there's an interesting story about that, though. So he was struggling for years about making it. He wanted to make it. Um, he loved the book, but he just felt that it was too mature for him to do. He felt he couldn't do it right. He offered the. Um, he offered it to. Polanski and a few other people uh, gave it to Scorsese. Scorsese was going to do it, and um, Spielberg was going to do Cape Fear. Then Spielberg decided that was too violent for him, and he actually did a trade with Scorsese. They traded back Cape Fear for Schindler's List. Hmm. Interesting. It's an interesting trade. So Cape Fear um, was who? Um, Mark Wahlberg. No. It was um, oh. Cape Fear was uh, you're thinking you're thinking fear. fear yeah um, Cape Fear uh, is uh, Nolte yeah De Niro yeah, Nolte Nolte and De Niro yep um, yeah I was thinking Fear with um, Mark Wahlberg and then who's the girl that's a few years later anyway. I always get uh, Nick Nolte confused with um, with uh, <laughs> Gary Busey don't think <laughs> yeah yeah we do kind of but uh, Nick yes. Nolte my favorite Nick Nolte movie is Blue Chips, right? Isn't he the coach in Blue Chips? Yes, yeah. yes, he is. It's got to be that. Great movie. Um, my guilty pleasure, though, uh, Steven Spielberg, Hook. Yes. Oh, yeah. With Robin Rufio, Williams. Rufio, Rufio, Rufio. I loved Hook, 1991. So, uh, Anyway, that was uh, something, just, uh, something fun that I thought we could chat because he's got so many – Epic movies, but it looks like maybe he's got more. Uh, it looks like he's got West Side Story coming out. I don't know if he's directing it or producing it or what. So uh, it is fun. directing. I saw that, but that like he's really kind of slowed down. I mean, he's gonna be pushing eighty. No, uh, maybe not that old. Maybe early to mid seventies. He's gotta be in his. He's in his seventies. He was born in forty six, so he's gonna be seventy three or seventy four. Yeah, I know. Um, when I was uh. When I was act, when I was in high school, junior high and high school, in the Boy Scouts, I, when I went to the National Boy Scout Jamboree in in uh, 1992, I think in '88 he had he came to the Jamboree and did a like a merit badge session on cinematography, and he kept doing that for like a couple of consecutive Boy Scout Jamborees. You could earn your cinematography merit badge like from steven spielberg so i he's an eagle scout i know i know he holds scouting very important to him good deal um i don't have any other uh, birthdays or anniversaries moving forward great full final thoughts yeah just um as we're hitting into the throes of summer i just want to i mean i've gotten serious i try to think of something fun to say at this point but i'm just got serious things these days for my closing thoughts but make sure you're staying safe um i know obviously with covid this year and social distancing make sure if you're traveling or you're out and about that you are protecting yourself and um, others also um, a lot of people can be on the lakes or at pools or road trips 
just make sure that you're not drinking and driving. I know there's not a lot of Ubers and Lyfts right now, so make sure that you're just staying safe. Uh, if you're on the water, if you're skiing or tubing, just make sure that you're doing so safely. I think maybe because I'm a dad now, um, we're heading up to Michigan. We're already kind of thinking about with Bo being near the water and those kinds of things. So just want to make sure that everyone, I know we are anxious to get out there and enjoy summer. I'm, I can't wait. Um, but just make sure that we are all, all staying safe, boys. So this is fun. Real, uh, real dog days of summer coming up on us. Um, I know. I can't wait. We also uh, all this stuff. I feel like I really we're we're ready for it now. Yeah. We also I we should have mentioned this earlier. We our election is coming up in Kentucky. We we postponed it because yes. of uh, because of the COVID stuff. And it's going to be unique because uh, I think most people have filed. We were able to file for absentee, so you could vote for mail. So I've already voted. Uh, send it in. Uh, we have we have ours to mail. We haven't mailed them yet, but they're ready to be you mailed. Got them. Good. Yep. And yep. then any listeners in the Lexington Fayette County area who didn't do that, you can vote on election day. You're going to have to go to Kroger Field and wait in line. Hopefully, it's not too bad. But they said. More people had requested ballots than had even voted in the last election. So that's probably a good sign. That's good. I, the only thing we did talk about this, Lindsay and um, um, her stepmom, Lori, is we're just worried because that people are going to fill it out wrong because with all the signatures you have to do and bubbling, we're just worried that a lot of these are going to get thrown out. So hopefully you're following the instructions and you're adhering to what they want you to do because it's you fill it out, then you put in the envelope, then you sign it, and then you put it in the envelope, and then you sign it. So just make sure that you are following protocol so that your vote does count. Because, JB, it does count. It does. And if they can't follow it, then we don't want their vote to count. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right. All right. Well, this has been well, a fun episode. Fun. It has. It's good to get back at it. Hopefully, maybe we get one um, before uh, 4th of July, maybe. So. All right, JB, till next time. Let's get to it. Boys, cheers. Let's get to it. And this is my time. Yeah, this is my town.